Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at the Football Ramble, there are three things we love as much as football. Movies, games, and free stuff. Now, Love Film have allowed us to combine all of those things for you, our beloved listeners. You can sign up for a free 30-day trial at thefootballramble.com slash lovefilm, where you can instantly watch exclusive titles with the Love Film streaming service on your TV, PC, PS3 or iPad. You can also order via post with no late fees and free first-class delivery both ways. Access to 70,000 titles across DVD, Blu-ray, streaming and games will give you a taste of what it's like to be a Football Ramble presenter, as you can spend your days indulging in all those things whilst sat around in your underwear. You can cancel at any time, and it only takes a few minutes. So sign up today. Complaining and start your campaigning, ladies and gentlemen. It's the football ramble. My name's Mark, and I've got Jim with me. Hello, Pete. What, what happened there? That was me opening a, uh, a Coca Cola. Hello. Was it supposed to make a fizzy noise? Yeah, it was supposed to make a fizzy noise. Have you managed to get sponsorship at the rate of ever just in your life? By failing to prepare, <laughs> you prepare to fail. <laughs> and that is the voice of Luke Moore. All right. All right, indeed. Now then, gentlemen, uh, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Football Ramble. Uh, Stoke City's Kenwyn Jones last week reacted quite spectacularly to a bit of dressing room bants. Bit of banter, as, banter. It's been, as it's been described. Was it hashtag scenes? Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. It was pig banter, panter. <laughs> um, he found a pig's head wrapped in clothes, in his clothes, at the training ground. So proceeded to smash up uh, teammate Glenn Whelan's car uh, windscreen because he thought he was the culprit. He wasn't, uh, apparently. Um, so the, the the perpetrator is still at large. But if you were Tony Pulis, how would you punish the players for this nonsense, Jim? Uh, what I would do. Um, is uh, I I'd let Glenn well, you know Glenn Whelan's innocent here isn't he he's done nothing so, apparently. so what I'd do is I'd get him to dress up as Ryu mm. from Street Fighter oh, yeah. and then get the whole team together and he could just smash up Kenwin Jones' car yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like, uh, like it. in that, that bonus level thing in Street, in Street Fighter 2 good yeah. two minutes I think you get It'd be a bit of a yeah. stretch yeah. well you know you're motivated aren't you <laughs> <That's> true <laughs> like it okay Pete I'd make him eat the pig's head <laughs> Oh God! Nice. So I strip his teeth down the bony face. Yeah, you look properly <laughs> horrible, wouldn't it? Just leaving skull. Yeah, you awful. wouldn't do it again, would you? <laughs> you really no, wouldn't. That would be a lesson. Yeah, that you'd no, learn. you'd leave the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just wouldn't do it, would you? Yeah, this is an arm. <coughs> He's drunk with power. I'd rather get a and normal possibly job. gin. <laughs> and, it, and on many of the players in the dressing room, that would be a head crime anyway. So okay, yeah. uh, Luke. It reminds me of when um, uh, was it Pistone got given a sheep's heart at Newcastle in 1998. Why was that? I think it was because there was wasn't it like a joke to say that he had no bottle, he had no heart, and so when the Christmas party came round, everyone was giving presents out. Someone I don't know who it was, I forget, gave Pistone a sheep's heart. Really? Yeah. Like those so end of the season awards. Yeah. Things. So there is form for this. Um, a, a friend of yours and mine, uh, Chimpo, one of the original Ramblers. Yeah. He, I remember, uh, the end of season awards for his club was, was given a not him, but somebody at his club was given um, a bucket of water with a football boot in it because he'd been treading water all season. <laughs> hey, God, that's, you'd have to carry that to the pub. It was yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'd just leave it. Yeah. Might yeah. not have been a pub. Um, I would probably force all those responsible to sign a contract extension at Stoke. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Owen wasn't responsible. (laughs) Michael Owen's the only one who's happy about it. Yeah, it was me, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, no headbutts then, no headbutts. That's a bit obvious. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I would just make the guy uh, wear the pig's head for the next... Uh, Stoke City match mm. or all of pre-season actually <laughs> I think how hot it would be in the summer as well someone once someone once tweeted me about Stoke say, said that if Godzilla 
marauded through the city of Stoke, Poulis would run up to him with a massive XXXL shirt and try and get a photo to sign him. That's, that's how much they are destructive as a team. A bit harsh. It wasn't me, so don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. I didn't say that. Someone said that to me. <laughs> Jim Campbell's got the points. Cool. Street well, Fighter 2. Mm. He's always going to get it. How do you feel about that, Jim? Happy. Good. <laughs> Sound it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, let's zoom into the Premier League chat. The season <laughs> is finished. Is that a zoom? Yeah. That was like an old Sky Sports uh, yeah. graphic, wasn't it? Shush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the seat Premier League it's finished. It's done. It's, it's oh finished. God, done. Yeah, thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jim supports Arsenal. Yeah, our season has been like Indiana Jones's hat. Um, <laughs> it gets caught under the very yeah. good under the wall. <laughs> Is Gareth Bale like the boulder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that boulder's a rocket from yeah. Gareth Bale from miles out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I can't believe it. It's been so stressful, but we've actually managed to do it. I mean, credit to Arsenal. They looked so far off the pace. Um, you know, just like, so, something more important. Quick, can you just do a quick um, short round? For Indiana Jones uh, uh, No time for love Dr. Jones There you go I thought yeah. you would have done that earlier Sorry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can wake up yeah <laughs> But yeah um, Wake up now Yeah it, It's huge That's the song yeah. Absolutely yeah. huge for Arsenal You know they've got more money to spend now um, You know the money's going up for everyone Staying in the Champions League It's absolutely mm. crucial There's talk that Wenger's going to be a big player in the summer It looks like Aside from maybe Bakary Sanya They're not going to lose anyone And Sanya looks like it might mm. be a sort of You know a mutual thing anyway If he does go um, So it's it's nice It's the it's first summer in ages Where it's not going to be Jim. chaos It's a bit of hope in those eyes There is the yeah Because oh. Gareth Bale did another one of his specials All yeah. last minute And then it was like Oh okay This could be a little bit hairy Yeah and then it wasn't <laughs> no, it, luckily it wasn't yeah, exactly. yeah, no, it was super but I thought I thought the game was a bit strange certainly the first half Arsenal yeah. seemed very flat didn't they a bit they? nervy yeah um, Newcastle were much more up for it than I expected them to be well, after I mean, Pardew's comments of I don't care if we lose 4-0 <laughs> yeah I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> had to be didn't they there was talk Benjamin of, Arthur was good yeah mm. Benjamin Arthur was, was very good uh, there was talk of um, Mike Ashley dishing out big bonuses to his non-playing staff if they beat Arsenal so maybe that was what sort of motivated the teams mm. to try and get that money in for for, for them but, mm-hmm. but I mean obviously Arsenal popped up and Walcott could have, could have doubled their league couldn't yeah, he yeah so. he was unlucky um, he should have finished better than that but he, it was okay in the end uh, yeah. like, so stressful it really really is but it's over now and it's if, good if I wasn't watching you guys I probably would have got a bit teary at the uh, Steve Harper being oh, the yeah, yeah. 37th minute was it yeah he was actually in tears yeah he was yeah. I, mean, I think um, another thing as well Per Mertesacker in particular deserves credit uh, for the way he's played recently. Arsenal have been a lot more defensively sound. Uh, well, him and Koscielny have forced Vermaelen yeah, out the side, haven't they? Work really, really well. He's, he's not injured, is he, Vermaelen? No, he's no, he's just um, his form's injured, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that can be one of the, some of the worst injuries. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> indeed. So, oh, thank you, thank you. That's, I'll, that's I'll, all right. I'll I'll the least say, Spurs have, you know, Spurs have done well I mean, oh, of course they have the so unlucky the players they've they? lost and the VS Spurs has taken them to, to, to a pretty high points total yeah. and if you if you look at um, how he hasn't really been backed especially going forward in the transfer market by mm. Levy Levy sort of trusted and, and hoped I, I suppose more than anything else that mm. AVB can just fire them into the um, into the Champions League on the cheap yeah. it's not happened and, and, and Spurs' run the last sort of 8 or 9 games of the season I think they undefeated has Basically coincided with an amazing run for Arsenal, and yeah. It's been under- and, and for Chelsea for that for that matter, yeah. So th- those top five teams, the gap between fifth and sixth, which looking is is, is um, nine points. So there's a big gap between them. Everton weren't realistically in there, no. but Spurs, you know, they were unlucky. Like, in another season, they they could they could have done it. Spurs have had a, they've, they've had a good season. Um, I mean, Spurs have got to be back now. He's got to yeah. back him. Oh, with him. absolutely. He's yeah. going to start getting criticism. I mean, there is there a striker away from that top four mm. spot, the, like realistically, they if are. they had someone sort of more reliable in front of goal than Adebayor. Um, Sandro's been a big loss for them as well. Yeah, of course. When, when um, they start on those games, I know they were winning games. I know they were pinging, like pegging Chelsea back, for example. But they have, like, I think they were playing with Huddleston and Parker in the middle, and it's, it's yeah. just not enough. It's not good enough. And, and, and Sandro's a huge loss for them. Yeah, um, it's funny, isn't it? Because Spurs have just failed again with the Champions yeah. League. But well, I don't think it's funny. No, no, no. No, sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> they funny. Want, I, but they, they won't want they won't want that Europa League. No, exactly. No, it's it's not, sorry, really it is such a shame. Without being obviously, I'm always tired with the sort of hating red that brush, which is usually fair enough. That's where I was going but, with this. Yeah, yeah but but mm-hmm. Spurs has actually given them a lot, of, got them a lot of points mm-hmm. for one in the Premier League. He's also taken the Europa League quite seriously. Red yeah. She's completely treated the can Europa I, League as a joke last season. Can I sum yeah. it up by saying that? Can you imagine if VS Boas came out now and went, well, to be honest, they never had it so good down there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. That's the difference, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Exactly. VS Boas is thinking, right, 
bollocks we've just missed out right next season yeah. we're going to kick on but I mean, I mean 72 points for Spurs that's 3 points more than they got last season mm-hmm. you know and, 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 they, and they came 5th and, and last well, season they, they came 4th they haven't fourth. had it yeah. so good have yeah. they <laughs> so he's improved them for yeah. losing a lot of personnel so. yeah I mean I think they'll hang on to Bale as well uh, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's much danger of him going and they've got a lot to build on there so yeah, well, you say one or two signings. On one or two signings. I don't think they'll lose anyone. Hmm. Uh, Chelsea beat Everton two one. Um, uh, Rafa Benitez departs Chelsea. You having uh, got them into the Champions League third finish? Yeah, yeah. won a European trophy. Won a European trophy, which we'll obviously talk about in a, in a bit. Um, Frank Lampard's been given a one year extension at the club. Yeah, it's I mean, you can't. All right for Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, Benitez has done an excellent job. He has done a good job. I mean, if yeah. Mourinho comes in now, with a, you know, the players like Mata, Hazard, Oscar. All better than nicely, yeah. God, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> terrifying, isn't it? And it's going to be interesting next season because, aside from um, Arsenal, every team in the top four is going to have a new manager. That's I right. know it, with Mourinho, if he does come back, he's you know, still needs to bet in. They will have yeah. a new manager. So, yeah. I mean, actually, that's another reason why it's a shitter for Spurs because for both Spurs and Arsenal, you know, whoever got that fourth spot next season's a bit weird. You got a good chance to really sort of, they got, you know, mm. make some inroads. Well, actually, got I think to, instability everywhere else. Well, to, uh, to go back to the Spurs Levy thing, you know, if he doesn't see this as an opportunity next season with the amount of sort of flux that's happening through City and United um, and and Chelsea and presumably even if they get Mourinho there's nothing to say it's going to be a, a hit straight away it's difficult yeah. to go back to a club you've been successful at a lot of managers have failed at doing that in the past yeah. so Spurs have got a massive yeah, opportunity absolutely. and Levy's got to back via Spurs mm. here uh, you say they're a striker short I think they, you're right but I also think they're probably a wide man short and maybe one or two others as well so if they, if they can do that, <coughs> they've got a real, re- really, really good chance of getting in there, forcing their way in there. But Benitez has done a great job. You know, yeah, yeah, done well. it's, yeah. it's easy to forget the the amount of negativity when he's joined. Oh my goodness. It was actually affecting the players quite <coughs> and, and, and the yeah. performances, and he's turned that around. I mean, the fans may not love him, but he's done a good job. He mentioned that he wouldn't be opposed to managing Everton, or there was something like that, which was quite funny. <laughs> but of course, uh, Moyes departs Everton, um, and they've had a great season as well. Mm. It can't, it can't be denied. Mm. Um, and West Brom have had a fantastic season. Yeah. And what a finish! Yeah. <laughs> Against Manchester United, it's five all. Alex Ferguson's uh, last game in charge. I mean, we, we don't quite know, but we reckon that's the only five all in the Premier League history. It's a same bet, I would have thought. Yeah, mm. um, but that is absolutely extraordinary, isn't it? Um, Lukaku got three. What uh, a player he's been this season. He's had a, he's had a great. I tell you what, Man United fans, I think I think United conceded three in the last ten minutes. That is a chilling portent of what's <laughs> <to come. laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. just as well Ferguson's going. Yeah, Moyes can come in. They're Moyes, as we Moyes, speak. Moyes can come in and patch that up. Those yeah. those Man United fans must feel like their parents have gone on holiday for the first time and left them on their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. They're quite excited, but they're also a little bit yeah. terrified. Yeah. Well, clearly, <laughs> the five all would suggest. But um, do you think that's it? Ferguson came in and they were like, "Oh my goodness, we're going to get it." And he looked at them all. and was like, "Ah, I'm, I'm off." I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, he'll be furious. Yeah, yeah you know he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think you're going to leave the new manager with this? Yeah, yeah. that's what you say. <laughs> um, and uh, Wigan drew two all with Aston Villa. We're going already down though. And uh, Pete, we're going to miss them, are we? <laughs> oh, uh, no, not really. Oh right, okay. No, I never had any great affinity with that club, but uh, no. All <laughs> so. oh, right, okay. I just think the thing with Wigan is that they, you know, danced with relegation so much, yeah. so often, and they didn't, they didn't learn from it. They, you know, they did the thing where they pick up at the sort of second end of the season mm. and really. Um, you know, fight tooth and nail, but they just didn't do it early. Well, they've done it again, well, and it's cost them. Well, they keep all of their manager, though. I think. Yeah, that is the thing. I mean, surely Martinez needs to take some of the blame for taking them down there. I know he's won them the FA Cup. Yeah, exactly. Is well, is, is Martinez an overrated manager in one well, sense? Yeah. I mean, they play good football, but you can't argue that he never got them out of that relegation. I think, fight. I think he's big. I think he's a good manager, but I think his biggest problem is that he doesn't. And he goes. He seems to me, from what I've seen, he sets up to win every game, mm-hmm. and you can't always do that. You can't always. Uh, it's very rare. I mean, it does happen. Um, they might have done it at Spurs, but that might have been because they got pumped about nine-one a season or two ago. But they, they generally, they don't. They don't throw people behind the ball. Mm. You, see, you see them. In, I mean, when you saw them in the cup final, fair enough. It's a one-off game as a cup final. You want to win it, and it mm. worked for them. But the amount of times they've set up like that in league games, yeah, but you need to go out and win a cup final. Of course, that's different. Different thing. Mm. But they'll get picked off by the better teams. And going forward, they're fine. They're decent. But defending the way they did, no. very, very difficult to keep up. And, and like Jim said, they're flirting with danger for mm. so long. Their performance wasn't good enough in the last sort of two or three three months. Um, you're absolutely right. Two teams have finished uh, around the mid table. West Ham, I mean, they, they beat Reading 4 2 Noble with, with a hazard. Finished 10th. Well, I said they'd be top half, and you all laughed at me. 
Is, is, is that, is that excellent performance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he well, yeah, probably did. Well, not yeah. the big summer supposed to be out the door and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he signed yeah. a new contract recently, though, isn't he? So that's obviously not yeah. going to happen. Um, the the um, the West Ham thing is, I mean, the only thing I would caveat it with, I mean, it's a great win for them on the last day, but is that um, <clears throat> it's all so close around those teams. You know, there's only five points yeah. between like ninth and. 14th or 15th so they could have finished between 9th and Jim's you know. prediction still stands no, of course, no I'm not saying anything away from Jim mm. it's, a great, it's a great prediction Jim well let me wipe the egg it, off my face if anyone's taking credit for this West Ham top 10 it's Jim Campbell exactly <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, and, and Norwich City with a fabulous win yeah. uh, in the City derby against Manchester City um, <laughs> they, uh, they won for City you've got something to say about that mate <laughs> so the York City yeah. um, Rodwell scored two for Manchester City, which is quite odd. odd First two for the club, I think. Blimey. Um, uh, but but Norwich... That's, that's stuff like that happens on the last day of the season. Exactly. It? it all feels a bit yeah. like the last day at school for well, most games. I think that's the consolation, isn't it? If there's not much to play for. You do yeah. get those kind of nice little ones, don't you? And then Norwich are winning there. And Norwich finished 11th. I mean, again, like you say, Luke, it's very, very tight around there. But still, they've finished 11th. I mean, we, we thought they were, they were in real trouble a few, just a few weeks ago. And they ended up finishing eight points clear. Yeah. And that's how close it was, you know. Hmm. Um, staying with Manchester City um, briefly uh, Roberto so QPR finished rock bottom oh yeah yeah just checking yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Redknapp is still in charge yeah, yeah. okay right yeah. 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 for now <laughs> at time of record uh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> we're recording just after the game yeah, yeah. so um, he and a big bag of money might have gone by now um, <laughs> Roberto Mancini uh, he, he paid for a full page in the Manchester Evening News, um, which read, Manchester City supporters, three unforgettable years, you will always be in my heart. Ciao, Roberto Mancini. A nice touch from the Class act, yeah. Class act. Although, um, by the sounds of things, the players won't miss him. <laughs> no. Yeah, or the staff. Did you see the ex-kit man kicking off on <laughs> yeah, Twitter? The ex-kit man? Yeah. <laughs> so he's really rude, it's impossible to even get hello out of him, really aloof, right? horrible, br- horrible bloke. <laughs> he, I think he is quite aloof. I think he's um, he may even have a little bit of an entourage. He's, he's one of those types of people. Is, is Manchu? There's, there's always been talk of him being quite distant from the players and stuff, isn't mm. there? I, I don't really. Write, to be honest, I mean, he's done all right at City for the, for the money they've been given. He's, he's he won them the league. He's delivered them trophies, of course mm. he has. But they weren't going to kick on with him, in, 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 especially not in Europe. And that's the problem we had at Inter, as we've discussed many times. He, <laughs> he's, he's, he was always an odd choice it's because like, of that. It's slightly annoyed me actually. Some of the people on um, in the press and whatnot saying, "Oh, Pellegrini, what's he ever won?" Nah, 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 nah. Well, with a manager like Pellegrini, if you look at some of the clubs he's been, yeah, okay, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have to look at what a manager's won. But actually, isn't it better to ask what has he achieved? Yeah. And actually, at Malaga, he's he's got them into. I mean. They were a whisker away from being in the semi-final. Mm. Oh, um, Villarreal took to the semi-final. Villarreal took yeah. to the semi-final. Yeah. Wasn't that the last time that the duopoly in Spain had been split up? Yeah. yeah, he's a fantastic manager, great tactician. I mean, you don't question Pellegrini's CV. Yeah, no. and you got to look at who Villarreal are as well. Exactly, an absolutely tiny club. He's done yeah. so well. I mean, okay, so if we lobbed in like a League Cup, would that well, make it better? At, at Villarreal, did he not come within like a missed penalty from Raquelme at the final? Well, yeah, they, no, yeah. they would have tied it up with us. Okay, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I mean, they, yeah, they've been relegated recently. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, they're not coming back anytime soon. Yeah, so there we are. Um, well, that, that's it. The Premier League for mm. for, for another year. Um, but I, I think, um, but you are right, chaps, in saying that the, the, the real uh, mouthwatering prospect is the top half of the table, the top four or five next season. It's going to be utterly intriguing. Have we not got the, a thirty ninth game? For the Premier League, have we? No, it's not a thirty-nine. Uh, yeah. Maybe they snuck that in. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really well, a, thir- a playoff. Exactly. Oh, that's a thirty-nine. I'm yeah. just looking forward to a really tepid season in the uh, in the Premier League because it's always a bit rubbish on the year before the uh, World Cup. <laughs> so it's yeah, players looking after themselves, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be all new managers. It's going to be excellent. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, already, indeed. Although I am quite looking forward to a break from you lot. So. Yeah, mm. um, and he's talking to you, listeners. <laughs> um, uh, the Championship playoffs uh, are, are nearly finished. Crystal Palace beat Brighton two 0 and everyone played Watford in the final. So um, nice goals from uh, Zaha. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's showed his quality. If he can get Palace promoted, oh. it'd be a nice parting gift. Yeah, it? and then yeah. send them back down. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit annoyed that Ferguson's gone. It must be odd for him in particular, but he's still um, signed for Man United. It's yeah. I think it would be if, if Ferguson signed you, but also it's playing for Alex Ferguson. Imagine that when they're like talking, like having discussions. Yeah, definitely staying. Yeah, definitely. Gus Poyet has been suspended by Brighton after rowing with the chairman over the club's budget in the aftermath of the Crystal Palace loss. It was straight away. Pretty when much. you put that in the running order, I thought for the first time I read it, you you meant rowing. For rowing with the chairman, <laughs> I was like, "Why the fuck would you be rowing with the chairman?" Never row with and the what's chairman. What's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was rowing. It was rowing. Um, uh, but also, Gus Boy was angry with his own staff after the match because 
excrement was apparently found uh, on the floor of the away dressing room um, where Crystal Palace were getting changed um, and it's, it's suggested that some of the maybe someone in the in the Brighton backroom staff or something like that put some little jobbies that is putting the back room in the back room yeah <laughs> Pathetic, isn't it? Anything to do with Ken and Jones? Was that? <laughs> 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 I did a, a poet wrote an, a, an email to everyone employed at the club by saying, for some reason that is still not clear to me, someone during the day had access to the away dressing room and done something terrible, <laughs> trying to upset everyone related to Palace. To say it in clear English, someone had a poo <laughs> all outside the toilets, all over and around the toilets. We've all had ones like that. Uh, uh, didn't stop Ian Holloway dancing. It yeah. could have enhanced it even. Yeah, it looked. It did look like you were slipping on something. It did. It was <laughs> how stupid does it make them look? It really know, whoever did that. Yeah. Ugh. But um, Ian Holloway's dance moves. Yeah, yeah. I'll be. if you haven't seen that, do check them out. Yeah, I've seen some lovely little, very jerky. Well, Wonderful. yeah, but he was in the in the joyous <laughs> moment. I think it's just an outpouring of uh, of, of what he felt at the time. And Watford yeah, Palace in the final. Watford Palace in the final next Monday. Yeah. Uh, the League One playoff final uh, was won by Yeovil. It was, yeah, Yeovil. Oh, I tell you what, Brentford. You know, Brentford. I thought that Uwe Ross did such a good job to lift them for the playoff semis yeah. after that disappointment. I thought they were going to. They, they didn't. They didn't start at all well against Yeovil. Not against and, Johnson's Yeovil. No, and and they um yeah they overwhelmed them. Brentford got to go back to sort of later on, but it was too little, too late. It's good for, for Gary Johnson. He's missed out in playoffs before. So I mean, Yeovil in the championship. I saw an, inter- mm. like, an interesting tweet earlier, which is that Yeovil are now a division higher than Wolves. How strange does that sound? That is very strange, yeah. isn't it? And Portsmouth. Two divisions Best by Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, and the League Two playoff final, Bradford um, beat Northampton Town 3-0, and it was pretty much over um, before half-time, Pete. Yeah, what a season for Bradford. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They're just Northampton just didn't turn up at all. I felt really bad for their fans because they just didn't look... It was a bit embarrassing. Even, even when Akin Fenwell came on. That was far too late. Half an hour to change things. And two yeah, nil, you should have brought him on. They were three nil down after about twenty, about half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a shame, really. Uh, they, they really weren't weren't first at anything. Naki Wells played really well. He's obviously a good season at Bradford. Scored a lot of goals. Um, and yeah, and Jim said it has been a good season for them. I mean, you know, cup final and all sorts. It's been, it's been a very good season. Um, so that's really um, is it really for, for English football? Um, obviously, we've got the, the Championship playoff to come. So, uh, uh, so Yeovil and Bradford they go up. The Premier Ch- League's well, been done and dusted. Champions League final next weekend. We've got no, no, sort of British English football. That's at Wembley. Well, before we're we talk, finalists <laughs> in a way, <laughs> probably be an English fourth official or something. Providing <laughs> the venue. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Again. Again, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if Keys was, I know oh he probably is on Al Jazeera going, uh, "Oi, not bad the stadium, is it?" Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it if David Bernstein, when uh, whoever wins the Champions League final, instead of doing like a trophy f- presentation, they do a presentation to for 150 years of the FA, <laughs> and they're up there instead. <laughs> Kenyan just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Let's go to Spain. Where there was a fantastic Copa del Rey and Atletico Madrid have beaten Real Madrid <laughs> for so the good. first time in 114 years. Why is it? <laughs> or 14 just... years. <laughs> um, no, no, an awful long time. But what a final! And it was at the Bernabeu as well. Hmm. And uh, Atletico, a wonderful, wonderful win, Jim, for them. It's brilliant. It's so funny when Madrid lose like that, isn't it? Because mm. they, you know. So rich. It's taken 26, 26 matches. It took Atletico and they to beat battered them. Atletico as 26 well. 26 matches. How many players <laughs> are talking to Mourinho now? It was three <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, the match was. Um, yeah, uh, why was it in? Why was it in? Uh, it was played at the Bernabeu. Um, now the match was well. It, it was also on the Friday night, and it mm. was meant to take place on the Saturday. It was actually moved because of the Eurovision Song Contest. That's Lovely. crazy. If you're not from Europe, um, the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest uh, is shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, and it is it is as bad as it sounds. It mm. truly is. So to move a, a, a cup final for mm. that is truly baffling. Yeah, lots of ironic parties taking place. Yeah. Basically, that's so, probably why that was. So Falcao just wins things. He's oh, one of those yeah, players. Yeah. He's, oh, he's yeah. a trophy magnet. Sorry, mm. but it was held at the Bernabeu because I think uh, both clubs and the Spanish Football Federation all agreed it should be held in Madrid. A sensible yeah, solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, take note, FA. And uh, the Vicente Calderon holds about 25,000 less than a Bernabeu, so it made mm. sense to have it. Actually, there. on that, wasn't wasn't it mooted that if the um, playoff between Arsenal and Chelsea had to happen, it would be at Villa Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just Hand- put it at Wembley. That's handy. No, but I don't think it could because it of wasn't available, was it? Champions right. League and player. Yeah. Oh, okay, and then obviously White Hart Lane wouldn't be having have, that. Have it at oh, another. No, it would have been hilarious <laughs> having it at White Hart Lane. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Bill it as something like the Champions League. We're definitely in the Champions League cakewalk, 2013. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I give Spurs like a thousand tickets. Yeah, <laughs> come along if you want. <laughs> It was either there or Upton Park or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's not happening anyway. 
Where are we? Oh, yes. This has happened. Um, yeah, Copa del Rey. Um, yeah, Ronaldo scored a header to get the game going, but then Diego Costa equalised after a lovely assist from Falcao. Yeah, yeah, that was an incredible bit of work. He just, just had like four men around him. Just no, he's you're so not, bloody good. He's at just football. a step ahead of everyone else. <laughs> I'll be such a quick brain. I'll be sad if he goes to Monaco after saying. Yeah, that. well, he's right, I think he's um, distanced himself from that Has straight he, yeah. away, isn't he? Okay, right. Oh yeah, it took a while. A lot of credible reports are suggesting it could happen. Mm. Well, yeah, you see that Monaco have been promoted. They got a lot of money. Ranieri's manager. There's, there's a lot of things that can make to it. go to a, for him. To go to, he's won the Europa League twice, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've qualified for. I mean, stay at Lete. They've yeah. qualified for the Champions League. They can really kick on. Um, but it, to go to a, a promoted side, a newly promoted side, playing in front of ten thousand or whatever it is yeah. that Monaco. But the gave. money reported that he's been offered. The money I saw was something along the lines of sixty million euro transfer fee mm. and Falcao to get ten million. Yeah, euros he'll he'll make an awful lot of money, so he can do that elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, could, he could go to probably Chelsea or City or something like yeah. that. But he had a good game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah but there might, there might be talk. You know how some some of these deals work? They he, he could go to Monaco for six months or a year and then get transferred back to Real Madrid or something like that. You know the mm. the, the way that behind the scenes goes on in football. But back to the final itself, though, um, uh, we have to say that the young Belgian keeper on loan from Chelsea, Courtois, had a great game. He's a magnificent goalkeeper. He made a He's stunning, so a stunning save against oh, Ozil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as good as a goal that kind of save. Mm. He, he is I, I, honestly, he is one of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen. Really? He's so consistent. I mean, he's so consistently good. Better than Andy Gorham. Mm, which one? <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he is, he is, he is, he is so good. He is so good. <laughs> Better than Ian Walker. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> but I, I just don't see why he is not. I mean, I could because Czechs had a decent season and Chelsea have done well. But I mean, you can see Courtois going back to Chelsea. You can and and, and actually and actually forcing his way. And he's so young as well. He's got time on his side. Yeah, I yeah. think he's magnificent. Honestly, I genuinely think whenever I've seen him play, he's been so so good. He needed a bit of help from Juan Fran to clear one off the line. Oh, the Real Madrid were so dominant. They had so many good chances. They, had, they hit the but Ronaldo had a lovely free kick. He, he um, hit under the wall and it came back off the post. Yeah. And he did that thing where he really had a temper tantrum. Yeah, mm. um, I can just I could because of what we've talked about with Mourinho and, and the players in the past. I can just imagine whenever. Someone missed the chance to run back down the other end of the pitch, just looking over at Reno, going, well, "That's your fault as well." <laughs> well Mourinho was sent to the stands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, game yeah. had pretty much everything. He was yeah, sent to the yeah. stands. Ronaldo um, was sent off Ronaldo harshly. Was, I thought. Well, he tried to sort of kick out, didn't he? But then there was um, a lot of play acting. Gabri was sent off. For it's Super funny that he, for Atleto as well. It's funny he got sort of a kicking out because obviously Simeone yeah. and Beckham. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Simeone's done a fantastic job there, mm. hasn't he? Mm. He loves it. As well, absolutely marvellous. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, Real Madrid hit the post a number of times. They they should have uh, done done better, really. And then uh, Joao Miranda headed home the winner in extra time. And I did quite like um, what Miranda said afterwards. He said, "I wanted to score that goal, goal for all the kids who laugh at my son every day for being an Atletico fan." <laughs> <laughs> but there is, I mean, there's such a big, a wider context to this game. It's not just a case of oh, they haven't won in a while. It's, um, I mean, Sid Lowe was writing things in the Guardian, things like you know, this is the next day of their lives or something like that. You know, it's an enormous achievement. Yeah. Um, and the whole city is obviously, uh, it's, it's just Real Madrid dominated because of their success over the years. And Atletico Madrid have been so unlucky. Um, so it's absolutely marvellous. And, and, and also, there's a nice little uh, thing that it was the year that Real Madrid were meant to win their 10th European Cup, but instead Atletico have won their 10th Spanish Cup. Yeah. So nice. they've kind of taken it there. Diego Simeone said, uh, if you'd have made the fans an offer in which you'd said, we won't win against them for 14 years, but when we do, it'll be a cup final at their stadium with them scoring first, hitting the post three times, and us winning an extra time, they'd have signed up for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit boring now, what was going to happen, though? Yeah. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah, that's Season. true. It's been an absolute disaster for Madrid. It well, really Mourinho said like they'd that they'd be able to sort of claw some. Mourinho said, "I failed this season." But, oh. Then he's, often you and Mourinho say oh, well he said he hasn't won a trophy it's the, the worst season of his career he argued he said in, in the first couple of seasons obviously they won, won the cup and then, and then won the league and they were could be, could be deemed as a success as they, as they were but third season he's you know he also had another dig at his side when he was saying about the second season wasn't a failure because they won the league and got to the Champions League semi-finals and lost on penalties and I'm sorry but I can't take penalties mm. <laughs> little digs yeah <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, he also said this is the worst season of my life uh, I'd never finished a season uh, without one of the important trophies the Super Copper does not satisfy me for many coaches it would um, and he's got a contract there for three more years and he said he hasn't sat down and, and talked about the future with the president I mean, there's no way he can stay it's untenable yeah, yeah of course he can't stay unless there. he just you know gets rid of all but three players mm. yeah <laughs> exactly. he's scored yeah mm. it's a one on one formation yeah. that's it that is it um, so uh, Spain's nearly done um, the Europa League is done another league that is finished Chelsea 
Chelsea won it. They beat Benfica, the first side to hold the Europa League and the Champions League at the same time. That's what Benitez does for you. (laughs) (laughs) Rafa's men. They're going to keep singing that song, aren't they? Yeah, I expect so. Champions of Europe, we know what we are, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Arsenal better do something about it, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Pompey could help. Uh, We're not (laughs) trying. Fucking <laughs> bankrupt. Out on Newcastle yeah. or the team Marcus supports. Yeah. Possibly. No, I don't think Yeah, different league, mate. Different the Hurricanes, league. the yeah. uh, 90s ITV show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to love them. But I tell you, Torres got a nice one. It was like old Torres. It was, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Ivanovic with the last gasp when uh, everyone was pleased. Goal, that was. It was a ben- lovely header. Benfica were excellent in the first half, but they Benfica just never sh- threatened. Should have been up. Should yeah. have been a goal up at half time. Chelsea just defended really, really resolutely in their own box when it was getting pinged about, and mm. they just they just nullified them. Benfica still not won a European trophy since Bella Gutman cursed them away back in the early sixties. Yeah. Um, incidentally, if you haven't heard the Bella Gutman, go on the website and have a listen to it because it's, yeah, it's just great just man, hilarious. Great profile. That, yeah, in yeah. case you heard about this curse of, of Benfica, well, they, that, they actually started the game very well, and, mm. and they should have been ahead. They yeah. should. But, I mean, they, exactly they should have been up at half time Carlos got that penalty to equalise but they should have been ahead and I think it started to play on their mind a little bit and Benitez changed it around a bit at half time um, and uh, the Chelsea came out a lot better they really did Yeah, um, they, they deserved it in the end Chelsea because they stuck in there they, they, they battled away and they, and, they, and they turned out to be you know, the better team by the end of the it play. is such a shame for Benfica um, and they had that great team about do you remember the side they had in the Europa League about three seasons ago where they went and they were brilliant and, and they had Ramirez and they had David Luiz oh, and they yeah, had Carlos yeah. up front and they and, and they had um, they Maria too yeah exactly and they bottled it against around. Liverpool Anfield they, they were playing they're just knocking the socks of everyone they're yeah. knocking the ball around lovely and they went to Anfield and it was one of those times where you think <clears> you know what that is still a big place to go for fa- for, for clubs, mm, you know. Even mm. though Liverpool aren't as good as they used to be, and they completely changed how they play. They 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 went into their shell, didn't knock it around, they just yeah. got picked off. And they should have got at least to the final that season. They had a great team. The last time they were in a European Cup final was nineteen ninety. Oh, against Milan. Against yeah. Milan. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who's in charge of Benfica then? Who? Sven Goran Eriksson. Was he? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's a bit of a legend there. In the early eighties, he won them the cup winners' cup. I think. <laughs> wow. Um, he's a legend. Like Graham Sunez. Nah, he's a legend everywhere. Um, uh, <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh yeah, and of course they they last minute missed out against FC Porto. Yep. Yes, as yeah. well. I mean, it's been a bad week for them. Like you can <laughs> an say awful week. Yeah. An awful, awful uh, week. Me, one thing I would say is, and it was sort of negated by Benfica actually starting the final quite well, but for them to lose to Porto in that fashion and to see Jorge Jesus drop to his knees, yeah, being oh, completely no, yeah. desolate, and it was like, oh god. Oh, nice to see John Terry. John Terry in his kit again, Pete. Yeah. yeah. Well. They say it's a UEFA directive, but there's a couple of other players that didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he put shin pads on as well. No, 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 did he? Did he? They don't think he had shin pads this time. Did he not? I think he did the Champions League. I don't think he did this a time. Small, a small child got in the uh, lifted the cup, didn't he? Was that a Liverpool fan? Yeah, he's like cheeky the scouts kid, wasn't he? Yeah, he just sort of um, slipped in in front of um, Luis, I think it was, and, uh, and 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 shook the hands of all the great and good at uh, UEFA. Oh, was, was it Rafa brought him along for more? But just kind of he sort of went. Oh, he's just he's just a really inquisitive boy, and I think. Sounds like a little shit to me. Oh, well. funny, it was funny the, the old Terry thing because, like they say, the UEFA, UEFA do say if you want to lift the cut, if you want to lift the cut, you got to be in the kit. But like Keane and Skulls and stuff, and they won it in '99. It may have changed since then. Well, yeah, what, they, what they're they going to do if you there. ignore that rule? Well, well Keane, yeah. Keane was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the rule was in place there, but Keane was obviously club captain at the time and basically said that winner's medal doesn't mean anything to him because he's never played in the final yeah. big JT lifting <laughs> he actually lifted the trophy with, oh, he with doesn't Lampard care, he? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good club man Jim yeah. mm. think he wins that award at the, 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 the end of the season yeah, yeah, every club, club man <laughs> most improved <laughs> most improved um, uh, most and improved uh, obviously the, the <laughs> oh. Um, I wouldn't even bother with allegedly in that sentence um, uh, the Champions League final will be taking place at Wembley it's Borussia Dortmund versus Bayern Munich we already knew that didn't we um, yeah exactly in case anybody's missed anything yeah. <laughs> the last thing. Who, who do you fancy Jim for that Bayern I would think Ooh, I fancy the Wembley sausage lady to have to up her game substantially because <laughs> the last sausage I had at Wembley was That's disgusting he's yeah, and, and they point. will be very hot on that exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they cost a lot yeah. of money so yeah Beware Germans, beware. Uh, but who do you who do you fancy for the win? I reckon Bayern win. <laughs> Luke, I am happy to go with whatever the person is going to give me a free ticket to the final. The Klopster. <laughs> yeah, you want the Klopster to win? I, I, th- I think Dortmund have got a good chance. I think Dortmund have got a better chance of beating Bayern than any other team would have. How about that? Yeah, that's fair enough. Hmm. There yeah. we go. Um, well, that's it for the uh, the main body of the show, and uh, now we're going to go to Pete's game. Yes, we are going to go to Pete's game. Um, Luke, you had the title for this one, didn't you, Bob? Uh, and oh, it, to remember it. It's not actually mine. Someone sent it to me, and I can't remember their name. Okay. So, oh, I think it might be it might be friend of the show, Murray James. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, how about um, Michael Barrymore's My Con of People? Yes. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there you mm. go. Right. Uh, first clue. I came through the youth ch- uh, youth ranks at Chelsea alongside my close friend, John Terry. Stop. Is it Jodie Morris? It's a great guess, Jodie Morris. No! Come on! Yeah, I see you said it. I thought... Up yours, listeners. I'm glad I wrote all those clues. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Right, shall we uh, move on then? <laughs> <laughs> right, no correspondence oh, this week. Anyone got anything they want to fill for? No, no <laughs> correspondence this week, um, because we can't be bothered. Um, no, that's not true, because we are going to go straight to the profile. Jamie Carragher. Ladies and gentlemen, it's David Beckham. Oh, in your Get him in. That's it. Get him in. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah, you know it all. <laughs> Everyone knows all of it. As we start this, stop whatever you're doing. If yeah. you're on a train or you're in your bedroom, whatever, get a picture of Beckham up, mm-hmm. your favourite one. Mm. Look at it while you're listening. There's plenty yeah. of haircuts. Yeah. Uh, allow, allow your hands to explore. Oh, mate, yeah. Or maybe get a folder of Beckham's images and haircuts throughout the years and, go, and move with us. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's been a funny old time of the Hall of Fame. We had Sir Alex last week, yeah, and now we've got Deebeck. Um, I couldn't believe my luck, really. In one sense, obviously, it's a shame he's retired, mm. but I thought, oh, 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 I just didn't see it coming. I, 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 I genuinely thought he was going to do at least one more. Season. It didn't surprise me that much. Did you see his last game or his last appearance? Of yeah, well, we'll come on to that at the end. Yeah. Um, so it's, it seems quite strange to put Beckham in, but I'm, in a sense, I'm glad that we've got the chance to do it. Mm. So we are going to begin, like we always do, by saying that uh, he was born on the 2nd of May 1975. Oh, eight years mm. after the Summer of Love. Indeed. Um, I love this. He was born at Whips Cross Hospital in Leytonstone. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is so good. <laughs> Isn't it just? That, oh. Why is, that, why is that so good? Whips Cross Hospital. Oh, right, okay, I get you, yeah. <laughs> You're back in I'm the room. A bit slotted, yeah. <laughs> bit of a Jodie Morris, get over <laughs> it. Get over it. I'm still in the game. <laughs> yeah, he, he was um, in Leytonstone in London. Started playing football from a very young age, signed schoolboy forms with Manchester United at 14 years old. Um, hair would have been probably quite t- tousled, reasonably long, yeah. um, but not really a definitive start as yet. He's just yeah. starting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Brian Robson talking uh, on the television about, um, I think they were away to West Ham back in the day, and he remembered that Ferguson brought the young Beckham into the change rooms after the match to meet some of the players. And Robson said he stir- turned to, I think it was Steve Bruce, and they were both like, this lad must have potential. If Fergie's showing him around, yeah. mm-hmm. he, want, he really must want him to play. Well, uh, that, around that sort of age, how old was he then, then? I think that was when he was signing the forms, perhaps, maybe we were 14. Oh, okay, right. Something like that. But you, you're going to move on to the Youth Cup. Well, at Manchester United well all I was going to say was it's a bit after this but Adrian Clark, who is the same age as Beckham I played for Arsenal in yeah. Southend and yeah and, play, and played in the same uh, England youth teams and stuff mm. said that um, at one point I forget what age he said obviously a bit after this said that no one really rated him that highly and then when they, they but he, he wasn't in a squad for maybe six months to a year or something like that mm-hmm. came back because obviously they played the same position Adrian yeah. Clark and him at that time and he said he couldn't believe the improvement he said yeah. he said, that he said that, it was unfathomable and yeah. obviously it turned out to be that he had worked so hard That's he right. was interested in nothing else yeah. and he just improved to such an extent as Adrian was, was completely sort of baffled by it mm. we won the youth cup at Manchester United and came through the ranks at the club similar time to Neville Skull's button gigs of course yeah. uh, he made his way up to the first team after signing professional forms he only played a few times though and he was loaned out to Preston North End in 94-95 season for, for a month or two um, and got I think a couple of goals he did get a couple of goals one from a corner I thought, I, 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 in my head they were both from corners but I'm maybe no, I think just one, one of them okay, yeah. Right, yeah. but you remember at the time thinking that he was feeling like surplus to requirements at United and was worried that he'd be sold on and he kind of begrudgingly went to North End but had a great time there and, and mm. funnily enough he um, he didn't want to leave afterwards he had a, such, a, such a brilliant time and David Moyes was playing um, for, for Preston North End there and he said it's weird to think that isn't it really weird (laughs) it does and and, and Moyes said everyone who was a part of that team still remembers him and still wants to talk about how they played in a team with David Beckham I'm no different I love that (laughs) that's nice but he went back to to Manchester United he played a handful of games for you know as I say in 94-95 
and then Ferguson like we talked about in his profile sold Ince, Hughes and Kenchelskis and brought the youngsters through transformed that side big gamble for Ferguson it though. was a big gamble mm. after going a season without a trophy for the first time in six years so the kids came in and lost their first league match of the 95-96 season away at Aston Villa 3-1 and that was the first time I personally remember Beckham quite clearly I think there was a Champions League game against Galatasaray maybe where he scored he, he but played in the 5-0 against Newcastle as well he did <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but that was my first vivid memory of, of Beckham because he scored the one and I still can't work out whether it took a deflection or not but it was a decent hit mm. and, and, I think I remember that. and he was away um, and that season they went on to win the League and Cup double Beckham established himself as United's right-sided midfielder all the girls at school fancied him <laughs> and, it, and it was away and it was in the opening day of the 96-97 season he scored that goal against Wimbledon from the halfway line that he became a household name well, that's when he moved from you know being potential good, um, yeah. good player you know people who liked football knew of him as a good prospect to making that sort of leap towards almost household name at that point yeah you know yeah. I mean, people sort of forget how hard that is to do. Well, <laughs> like halfway line. Yeah. I know, like, just sort of like, bearing in mind, you know, it, the keeper wasn't, it wasn't like there was no keeper. Mm. There was a keeper. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Of sorts. Yeah. Of <laughs> sorts. No, he was a good keeper, Neil Simon. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. Hair update, sort of slick back, sort of gelled, but also coming down the sides of the blonde, blonde highlights. No, 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 no. Still dark. Yeah, no, not blonde highlights yet. Still uh, dark. Yeah, yeah. Still dark. Because I, 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 I had them. Because I remember I had them before him. Did you? Yeah, and I was really, I was really quite annoyed when he got them. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Oh well. Oh well. Never His mind. PR did well covering that up. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that exclusive? You do get some silly people that are like, well, that, that goal's like the most overrated goal. It wasn't that. It, it's from the halfway line. Yeah, just <laughs> shut up, it, those people. Pete, shut up. As Pete said, if you were just in a park. With no pressure on you, there's no goalkeeper. You just tried. It's flipping hard. Yeah. No, so he's like, he's like 21 years old at the time. Yeah. Like that as well. It's absolutely outrageous. Playing in the same team as you know Cantona and all the rest of it. I that remember the sheer goal. Of the celebration. The celebration yeah. was was he was joined by I think Brian McLaren, Brian McLaren was, and Big Yordi Cruyff. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah. Okay. In very good company. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that season. Um, he made his England debut as well played a big part in England's qualification to World Cup 98 uh, he was voted PFA Young Player of the Year and we saw his flair for free kicks and, and the odd spectacular goal was coming through I think it was that season where he scored a nice one against Spurs in the FA Cup um, now we fast forward to World Cup 98 I mean we really could ponder on these moments for so long <laughs> but you know we realise we we've only got you for a certain amount of time listeners Um uh, so World Cup 98 he was left out of the side for one reason or other I think Glenn Hoddle seemed to be quite critical of the young Becks um, and, and Beckham certainly mentions in his book that Hoddle's man management was a bit piss poor well yeah, he sort of hyped <clears> him up quite a lot didn't he uh, um, and then in the world, in the actual tournament itself I mean I don't think Beckham had the best I mean the following season he was superb yeah. but I don't think he had the best season from memory well, he did alright he, he played in every one of England's qualification but, games but didn't Hoddle sort of set out to try and start building the team around him <clears> and then was got a bit dis- disappointed with his sort of off pitch antics and left him out of the first two games didn't he yeah he was um, he didn't play at all in the first game and uh, he came he off the came bench, off the bench against Romania yeah, and made a bit game. of a difference because yeah. he played with Ince and Batty behind Skulls I think yeah. he played a 3-5-2 but was there not I mean I may, I may be misremembering this but was there, was there not a particularly difficult decision to make about picking him or not because of the formation they were playing because he well, was a right midfield player and he wasn't well, really a wing back no he wasn't a wing back although he could play wing back and he did play wing back for England a few times and people thought why is Darren Anderson playing in front of him on the wing back but Anderson actually was an excellent wing back he should have been playing ahead of say someone like Batty which of course is what happened I mean, he was a good player but you don't need Batty and Ince if you've got Ince Beckham yeah. and Skulls yeah. that's a great midfield who's going to basically kick people in the face <laughs> that's, that's what true. I said. yeah um, so when D- Beckham did um, start against Colombia in a match England needed to win he scored his first England goal with a superb free kick mm. and, and, and you can tell Beckham absolutely loved playing for England even then he, obviously England went up against Argentina in the second round and Beckham provided the pass for Owen's goal got sent off for that kick out against Diego Simeone and everything changed for the young handsome man who had the world at his feet um, because building up to that this is when the blonde highlights have come in by right, the way okay, yeah. okay. Um, the, building up to that it was like my goodness we've got a guy who could be a genuine world superstar mm. He's, he, and he, even right down to his looks um, and but, his voice <laughs> well, as, as, Frank, as Frank Skinner said, uh, I saw his talent, I saw his ability, I saw his looks, and I heard his voice, and I thought, that's fair. 
<laughs> but uh, but, it, but it, on, on a more sort of serious note, there, after he got sent off, there was a hate campaign. Mm. It, it was over like, the top. It was, it well was over the top. outrageous. Ten brave lions and one silly little boy. Something like that. One yeah. of the stupid boys. kid was yeah. it? He was victimised uh, when England were eliminated. For a young man, that says a lot more I about society. Was, than it does about him. Of course it does. I think he was twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah. And uh, instead of obviously, he knows. He knows what he's done. Yeah. Um, and by the way, can I just say also the kick out on Simeone? Mm. It wasn't even that bad. No, of course. Yeah, it wasn't I, petulant that bad. It was, it was like a little flick out. It wasn't like a big kick or a bit of. You can violence. understand. You can understand it was a sending. I think the ref could have given him a yellow. Well, Oof, but anyway, th- but that happened. What kind of message does that send to Beckham of the past, eh? Mm. Eh? True. Mm. <laughs> True. Mm. Yeah, he, he, he'd learnt from it though. <laughs> um, he said after the game that Hoddle never even spoke to him. Mm. Never even spoke to him. Well, um, Hodder's, big, uh, that's Hodder's biggest problem. He's exactly, not really yes. a, man, uh, a, a, a man manager. As we said, not really a man. Many <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. Um, many football fans around the country had an extreme dislike to, to Beckham. Yeah. It's safe to say, and that lasted a while. It lasted a long, long time, and and it was very unfair. And it was he was made. I mean, well, the scapegoat, as I say, although the sending off obviously doesn't help. But England went out. You know, it was a good Argentina side. It was well, on penalties. One of the problems was the Romania result, which meant England finished second in their group, and that's. Play Argentina. Well, that's right. Yeah, was but it West Ham when they had a an effigy, hung an effigy. Yeah, of Beckham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, again, for those who don't live in England or can't remember that, it was a disgrace. Like you would never know now what actually happened to Beckham, the way he mm. was treated. It was but it was shocking. West Ham have got more of a, a case though because they actually know what it's like to win the World Cup. So <laughs> yeah, so it hurt for them more. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so so Beckham came home um, to England playing for Manchester United uh, and uh, in the ninety eight ninety nine season, and they played Leicester City on the opening day at Old Trafford. They were two 0 down. Beckham set up the set up the first with the with a trademark cross and then in uh, injury time a beauty of a free kick to yeah. equalise and that got him going really and that season he was magnificent and, and it has been commented on before about how important Ferguson was yes because Beckham was his public enemy number one this ridiculous set of circumstances mm-hmm. and he went back to United to Old Trafford and he said in the past that you know he felt it was like a real cocoon for him and Ferguson mm-hmm. really looked after him he could yeah. concentrate his club football May United for w- if they've got any faults it certainly isn't that they don't yeah. look after their players properly and, and he felt like he could really kick on again because he was looked after properly at the club mm. and, this is and, and the season he had yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine, which yeah. we're going to come and talk about, was was he was so good. Yeah, was so. And good. It, also at the time he started going out, I think with um, with his now wife Victoria Beckham, and so again that a lot more media attention as well. So the, the, I mean the spotlight on him um, every it was intense. Move, it was intense, and it was he was scrutinised with with absolutely every move. Um, but uh, but what a season he had! I mean, if you just look at that season alone, most players would be happy if that was stretched out throughout their careers. <laughs> the goals he yeah. scored, the assists, the goal scoring opportunities he provided with he was so instrumental that year yeah, I mean, in, the, in the treble winning season yeah. I, I, I mean he was a part of that wonderful quartet of, of gigs uh, Keane Skulls and obviously himself he made Gary Neville's crosses look terrible <laughs> 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 he really did um, one of the things about that Waddle quote that was this week about how yeah. Beckham wouldn't be in the top thousand players since Nonsense. the inception of the Premier League if Beckham had just played in that season yeah. he would be yeah. Just with that season, oh, yeah, he'd be in the top twenty probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, really, he, he really was superb that year. Provided York Cole sharing him with Schultz with many an assist. Got a lovely one in the semi final of the FA Cup against Arsenal, Jim, which mm. we forget because of the gigs goal. But it was yeah. a fantastic goal. Yeah, from quite far out, bottom left hand corner. Yeah. He was Past brilliant for a long ranger. He was. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's t- I mean, the way he struck. Oh, the ball. I, hate, I hate saying was. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Too fresh. <laughs> I know he still is. He still can. He can still do it. He strikes the ball obviously very well. Yeah, I mean, Man United won the treble that year. Beckham was voted. Yeah, now <laughs> Beckham was voted FIFA runner-up to Rivaldo in the FIFA World Player of the Year and runner-up again to Rivaldo in the European Player of the Year awards. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of silly people out there. This kind of proves that he wasn't just a hard worker who made the most of his slightly above-average talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. It is. Yeah, yeah. Chris <laughs> Waldle. Yeah. When, when people talk about Beckham and think, "Yeah, I know he was a good, he was a great player." Yeah, he really was. Um, uh, th- these these sort of awards. Are voted on by fellow players, fellow managers, stuff like that. You, know, you can't really get any more of a pure assessment of a player's ability and talent and, and, and yeah. effectiveness on the field. I mean, even, even if you take to the side that he fucking won the treble, yeah. he's already won the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, if you need more evidence, he's been invited second in World Player of the Year. By every. I mean, that's. Yeah. And that can, happened twice as well. Yeah, and, and, let, and let's say. That and that quarter of an hour against Greece, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's coming up, Pete. Jump the gun. But, um, quarter of an hour. It was. But, um, uh, d- that, yeah. It, in that vote, 
all the all the people who vote can pick any player in the world yeah. right yeah. and most of them or a lot of them pick chose Ravalbo but after him <laughs> <laughs> it was Beckham but you see what I mean yeah um, but all this was still not enough to get the press and a lot of the fans off his back even the England fans mm. yeah. a lot of them well we know that they're a bit silly I can remember that I mean it happened quite a lot in the night I can remember Shearer getting booed everywhere yeah, yeah that's right That's right. by fans because, because of um, I don't really know why mm. and I think that's why he didn't want to play wasn't that bothered about playing for England later mm. on well the following, the following season um, he won the league again with United uh, was sent off in the World Club Cup for a silly foul but that again uh, he actually got sent off quite a lot in his career Beckham he did a few about times seven or eight percent off yeah, um, four I think Real Madrid um, but yeah that made matters worse uh, he went to Euro 2000 playing under old Kevin Keegan there's his mensch um, <laughs> play, played well in the qualifiers at Beckham he set up both of England's goals against Portugal uh, in the first game where England were pretty poor and again some of the sections of the supporters really gave him some horrendous abuse like really really nasty stuff yeah, about his about son his wife and, and all that kind of stuff and he was seen giving them the middle finger actually I think that's just maybe the press slightly began to change because not all of them were against him for that. Mm. I think even they realised they were... Pro- well, because they were bloody part of the reason well, why that was happening. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And hopefully one or two of them had some kind of a heart and, and, and realised that. So after the Euros, Keegan stepped down. Beckham was given the captain's armband for the first time in a friendly under, under Peter Taylor. It wasn't um, long after this that England appointed their, their first foreign manager. <laughs> Enter Sven. Yeah. Um, he's a little smile through his pop shield. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he made Beckham uh, the team's captain and went about securing qualification for World Cup 2002 on the back of England's defeat against Germany. Sven's got to take a little bit of credit there. He mm. weren't in a good way. So, mm. in a sense, he's coming in too to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, Beckham's critics were, were, were beginning to sort of soften to him, as I must say. He scored some uh, crucial goals in, in qualification. But it was at Old Trafford against Greece where he put in a memorable performance that won the hearts back of all those idiots and all the press that had previously hated him. England drew mm. two all with Greece. They needed to, to better or equal Germany's um, result against Finland. Germany fortunately failed to beat Finland at home 0-0. And of course England were, were dreadful against yeah. Greece. Dreadful. With the exception of Beckham, we just did everything. With the exception of Beckham, who dragged them through, kicking and screaming. Mm. In the second half, he was just a one-man team. It was, again, it's worth YouTubing, because he played like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. He, he was, was absolutely... He was just, it's, it's probably the best performance I've seen from an England player. I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd second that. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, he got his moment in the 93rd minute or whatever it was. England were 2-1 down, needed the point, <laughs> and steps up and scores a glorious free kick. At Old Trafford as well. At Old, Old Trafford. Trafford. This is my house. Mm. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it was, it was like, and this is, he's got the shaved head Shaved now. head, shaved head. Yeah. Shaved head. And it was like he, he, he put his foot on the ball and just said, no, yeah. I'm having this, and you're all going to bloody well love me for it. <laughs> yeah. Although he wouldn't have thought that because he's a very humble man. Yeah. But um, I think some of the journalists said that when Beckham walked through, was it the mix zone or somewhere like that, a lot of the journalists, they all actually stopped and just applauded him. No, mm. oh, how good of him. Yeah. yeah. This, well, is why, this is why. Yeah, yeah, true, you put this, it like that. It's these sort of things. Beckham brings into focus why sometimes we're quite contemptuous about like tabloid hacks and stuff because they are a lot of time. Yeah. And there's no better example than Beckham. They embarrass themselves. Yeah, they really. They do. flip like that. They flip back and forth yeah. like that. Oh, what? So he stuck a free kick in the 93rd minute. So now we can like him again. Mm. Grow up. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what? He's actually doing something. Yeah. It, uh, oh, indeed. And, and, and in 2001, Beckham was again voted runner up, this time to Luis Figo in the FIFA World Player of the Year. Again, overrated. Not bad for a player who wasn't. <laughs> in the top 1,000 <laughs> Premier League players eh Chris Waddle? yeah yeah you'd never see doing Beckham smash up a pub with a, with a football yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not for men oh dear um, in just the, for Sven just ah yeah, the ultimate yeah. man yeah. Um, in the lead up to the World Cup yeah. in 2002 Beckham was putting in great performances and uh, scoring his fair share of goals I mean the thing is like when I say I'm sort of summing up very briefly there there's so many great goals that we could dissect and go <laughs> into yeah. mm. Um, uh, but this was uh, the, the season where he broke his metatarsal bone in his foot after a challenge by Aldo Duchia in the Champions League which was a hatchet job against Devil Team what do you think yeah come on head of the World Cup Argentine it's a hatchet job <laughs> it's a terrible tackle he, Beckham did score a superb goal against Devil Tivo in the Champions mm. League away that, 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 Devil Tivo had a good team back they had an excellent team but that Beckham um, it was the whip and loop mm. and it, you could just imagine the keeper born out thinking, of whips cross hospital exactly <laughs> when he was just about to size one up and as it leaves his foot the keeper's like oh no yeah. <laughs> there it goes yeah. he never hit it with his laces that much no. but the pace he'd get on it yeah. <laughs> as you said slow. the technique is like nothing we've seen no. um, certainly in this country um, 
Beckham managed to just about get fit for the 2002 World Cup started against Sweden but it was in the second one where he had the last laugh against uh, Argentina um, scored the only goal of the game where England effectively knocked out their rivals really hmm. um, and that was the great thing about Beckham and, uh, and England under Spain you know we beat Germany 5-1 then beat Argentina it's like we were going to go back round and, and do everybody who'd wronged us obviously yeah. <laughs> didn't happen didn't last yeah. very long but no. still we had those two games <laughs> yeah. you know and my goodness I, what, I wouldn't flip and kill to get that back but, um, <laughs> but after the World Cup um, Beckham's relationship with Sir Alex Ferguson started to, to wane a little bit there was the infamous boot kicking incident with the Alice Band Alice Band mm. yes. they, they were, we're moving on flip to the Alice Band section of your flip chart <laughs> <laughs> to see the butterfly stitch yep. and yeah. bleached hair scraped back into the Alice Band that's your favourite Beckham look isn't it no I'd probably say the one just after that where he had quite long hair 2003 after that oh, Madrid, when he signed for Madrid oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I Samurai think top knot sort of job oh, okay. oh yeah that was quite yeah, nice yeah, I quite like World Cup 98 actually yeah yeah Jim We'll come yeah, back I'm, to you. you no, I like the Real Madrid look. Okay, oh, this, oh, I like his later look as well. That wins. That yeah. wins. Um, uh, let's not talk about the cornrows he had for a bit. <laughs> no, yeah. not, not for a while. Um, he did have uh, that season. Um, his, his celebrity lifestyle off the pitch was perhaps interfering to Alex Ferguson, certainly thought so. And he then, there was a few little fallings out. He, he, he was sometimes on the bench and, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, he did have a great performance, though, against Real Madrid in the Champions League, where he came off the bench to score 2-1 with an excellent free kick. That was a proper whip in off the bar flicked the bar on it, on its way in another one of my favourite Beckham free kicks I mean there's so I think he's got 65 this could go on for a while yeah true just yeah. a quick mensch actually of, of the one against Barcelona in the three or when they won the treble mm. that was so far out it was ridiculous mm. um, so he signed for Real Madrid in Whoa. 2000 there goes Sorry, the water yeah. uh, Beckham signed for Real Madrid in 2003 and uh and we signed for Madrid in 2003 we've still got another 10 years <laughs> yeah, you better go. speed it up <laughs> well he went to play for a team that included Zidane, Figo, Ronaldo and Roberto Carlos <laughs> glorious <laughs> yeah. Yeah. absolutely glorious otherwise known as Jim mm. um, I remember him scoring a brilliant goal for Madrid where um, he had the ball sort of um, sort of proper like long range free kick distance but it was in play but he had no one around him so he just sort of rolled it forward let it stop and took it like a free kick yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> I, th- I think my favourite cross he ever did was uh, oh. the Madrid where, where it's sort of it's sort of it's that pass it's, oh, to it Ronaldo oh, it's lovely. that pass that is, that is very YouTubeable <laughs> yeah. um, he's got it out wide and just it's like the ball's on a remote control yeah the he ball suddenly it. suddenly just decides to go left it goes Pum. yeah straight on <laughs> Ronaldo sort of slides in and scores I mean it's it's one of the greatest passes of all time <laughs> damn it all um, and it's funny enough Beckham's first six months and his last six months he was superb for, for Real Madrid I mean he had a good time in between but those two were particularly good mm. um, the side were firing on all cylinders when he joined but they kind of ran out of steam in the second half in, uh, of the season didn't win anything but, uh, but he scored some great goals in Madrid played some some excellent football um, his performances probably weren't quite up there with the same consistent levels um, at Manchester United it's a bit of a circus at that point though wasn't it yeah. it's so difficult yeah. I mean he was played on the right and then he was in the middle a bit he was sometimes in the middle of Gooty wasn't he yeah you got a revolving door manager I mean Capello came in at some point didn't he as well yeah in- indeed scored a number of free kicks too for Madrid which is impressive considering how many free kick takers they had <laughs> yeah. in that side well he got one, one every five games yeah that's it half a goal yeah I can't remember if it, which match it was or maybe it was even in training I'm sure it was a match though but, but like Zinedine Zidane I'm pretty sure um, when he received a pass from Beckham he actually applauded it and later <laughs> said like it's like the best pass he'd ever received wow well, <laughs> again overrated as a player <laughs> <laughs> obviously shit the best bit of our generation is saying that is the best pass yeah, he's yeah. ever received do, yeah. I, do I believe Zidane or do I believe some anyone else some kid in like, his parents bedroom on the internet <laughs> I think I'll believe Zidane dear oh dear I mean don't even believe us really no because no. we are in his bedroom on the internet <laughs> that's true yeah. Beckham played for England at Euro 2004 missed a couple of penalties in that tournament and England went out of the quarter final stage it was a bit of a shame um, he had a better tournament in Germany in 2006 uh, assisting Crouch and Gerrard for their goals against Trinidad de Vega scored a free kick against Ecuador in the last 16 hmm. um, and and he became the only Englishman to have scored in three different World Cups hmm. quite a nice I, I, think, I don't know this is definitely true but I'm sure I read 
that um, he's the best, he's the big, highest assist maker for Eng- England in, mm. in international tournaments. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it would make sense. Um, and after 2006 World Cup, he stepped down as England captain under Steve McLaren and was succeeded by John Terry. McLaren tried to move him off, didn't he? Tried to move him out. Yeah, he dropped mm. Beckham altogether from England. Well, he tried to make a statement, didn't he? But mm. it was the wrong one to make. A stupid the statement was that I am incompetent. Yeah, <laughs> the, the statement was Sean <laughs> Wright Phillips and Aaron Lennon are getting ahead of Beckham in the yeah. side. <laughs> statement is, I don't think it's that important to qualify for tournament <laughs> <laughs> and no one believed it no one agreed with the, the statement part that counts yeah. unless you're David Beckham yeah. Beckham went um, <laughs> nearly a year out of the England setup, and it, and it was at this time um, at Madrid where Fabio Capello had been appointed and he wasn't playing Beckham much either um, and it was during this time that Beckham probably thought enough was enough so uh, he wasn't good enough or so we were led to believe according to Capello and McLaren he wasn't good enough to start or even get it in England squad and, and barely came on the, off the bench for, for, for Real Madrid so at the start of 2007 he announced that he was joining the LA Galaxy mm. that summer and I remember feeling and this is no disrespect but quite disappointed because I thought he still got a lot to offer at Madrid yeah. and, uh, and, and such well he's got a 32 at the time or something like that yeah and, yeah and Capello after that said well Beckham's played his last game for the club we can't trust him to do a job because he's got his mind focused on California soon club president Ramon Calderon said Beckham was going to Hollywood to be half a film star mm. very sneery mm. however Capello was so impressed with Beckham's dedication in training despite all this that he actually went back on his word and put Beckham in the side for the fight for the title mm. and it wasn't like Madrid that they were cruising away or mm. that it was not much to play for it was very very important and, and Capello saw how he was playing and put him ahead of some decent players haircut update uh, Mohawk at this point I think Ooh, I'm not sure no I think Mohawk Mohawk's 2007 was Mohawk 2007 yeah, yeah. okay could yeah. be could be um so Beckham um, broke back into the side quite incredibly um, and played like a man possessed he was instrumental in Madrid winning the title that year and bowed out with a La Liga title to his name which was absolutely fantastic and as it should be yeah um, Capello admitted that he'd made a mistake with Beckham and the club tried to almost like sabotage his move to the Galaxy by keeping him there yeah. and a remarkable turnaround and again against all these adversaries Beckham's cha- turned round and walked off and they're, they're all blowing kissy faces and wanting him to stay <laughs> this is what happened to me now when you went online isn't it yeah exactly, exactly. Well, there's a, there's a yeah, yeah, there is um, uh, quite a, a, a number of times that's happened throughout his career. Um, and Steve McLaren had also woken up at this point as well and brought Beckham back into the England side. Um, and he played in the in uh, there was a qualifier against Estonia, two assists that he he made and one for Crouch, which was one of my favourite passes as well. Absolutely fantastic. Beckham's first couple of years at the Galaxy were a little bit indifferent. Um, he scored some great goals and put in some all right performances, but was accused of not putting his all in really. Um, he did okay, but his best was was still to come there. But in 2008, he got a loan moon, uh, loan moves rather to Milan, which was just lovely. Yeah, just lovely. Great to see him back, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and in fact, actually, of all the kits he wore, I think I liked seeing him in that Milan it kit the most. It did feel right, didn't it? Yeah, indeed, it did. Two icons together. Ah. Um, now, some people at Milan and their supporters held reservations about Beckham's arrival, wondering if he was up to the task. He was. Uh, he found himself, <laughs> and playing, that's that. Yeah, he found himself playing alongside Maldini, Sadov, Pirlo, Inzaghi, and all the boys. Was, yeah. What I love is that Beckham went around these teams, playing mm. amongst all these great players, and they all loved him mm. to have an Englishman in front in, with all them. Yeah. I remember Gattuso being particularly vocal about him not not wanting to leave and stuff. Yeah, well, they, they tried to um, sign him um, permanently after he left, but he actually wanted like too much money. Exactly. Yeah. In his third appearance for Milan, he got a great free kick um, against oh, Genoa was it maybe at the San Siro from a really tight angle one of my favourite free kicks actually um, but Beckham said he'd like to stay at Milan and not kind of return to the Galaxy which um, <laughs> didn't go down that way. annoyed people understandably <laughs> yeah. at, at the Galaxy uh, there was a lot, lot of banners saying part time Beckham exactly his salary was scrutinised he was making an awful lot of money um, Landon Donovan um, fell out with him um, he clashed with some supporters uh, who felt he wasn't giving his all as we say um, he did help the Galaxy win the 2009 Western Conference final, um, but was soon back at Milan for a second loan spell in a bid to help him be selected for the 2010 World Cup. During this time, he played against Manchester United at Old Trafford, mm. which was nice to see him back there. And he was cheered by, by the, the United faithful. His second spell at Milan wasn't a good one, though, as he tore his left Achilles tendon, which made him miss the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, which was gutting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really was such a shame. Um, but yeah, he, he went there as like an advisor, didn't he, yeah. instead or something? He was there. Yeah. He was there. Um, and uh, he, he didn't play for England again. Um, he, I mean, he was largely reduced to, to cameo appearances before the World Cup, but finished his career 
um, for England with 115 caps. The second most capped player in the history of the England national team. Peter Schiltz, number one. Peter Schiltz, number one. Mm. It's funny, isn't it, with, with Beckham? Like, he got England out of so many scrapes. Yeah, and and he so many goals, so many assists. He was so important for. He the was side. a big game player as well. Yeah, exactly. He was uh, so with, reliable. With, with the um, with the um, exception of when he was very young and he made mistakes in big games, generally he he, he seemed to relish it and, and and really thrive on that big game occasion, mm. which is always always a really good talent for a player to have. Mm. Uh, he returned to the Galaxy, and this is where he kind of really knuckled down to life in the MLS. He won the 2011 MLS Cup, scoring some lovely goals too. Signed a two-year extension in 2011, was enjoying life um, in, in America. Won it again the following year, didn't he? Exactly. And, and once again, he'd won the fans over. Yeah. from giving, It seems to be a link, doesn't it? He gets a lot of stick, and then wins them over, mm. and everyone loves him. Um, he, had, he, he helped generate the interest in the MLS uh, with the American public that he set out to do um, I'm not sure how successful he was at that but there was certainly some success and in his last game at the club he won the MLS uh, Cup again and was given a standing ovation by the fans mm. and then incredibly earlier this year 2013 Beckham joined PSG on a six month deal the 37 year old Beckham was seeing out his playing career with uh, some League 1 and Champions League football mm. who could have seen that mm. <laughs> I mean, he's right. starting against you, Barcelona and then coming on at the new camp. Do you think there's some element of a commercial interest in signing him? Possibly, but but as but he um, can still do the business, mm. so you know they go together well. Mm. But he didn't look out of place that much with Zlatan and Pastorian. I mean, yeah, he clearly wasn't one of their best players. But, but again, um, Zlatan sort of said, exactly. went on record of saying, you know, he's a great person to be around in the dressing mm. room and, and elsewhere. Leonardo Ancelotti and Zlatan, as you say, all commented on that. What mm. an important figure he was. Uh, and a great professional as well. Um, so there probably would have been a little bit of the marketing. But that whole marketing thing, oh, he's there to sell shirts. Well, actually, at Real Madrid, he was there to put in some performances as well. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'm not having that so much. This right. was a marketing machine that they go on. Um, he captained PSU in his last professional game, playing in Paris against Brest, and provided an assist for a second goal. And, a, and it was it was a bit emotional before he got subbed off. Yeah, the teary eyed yeah, David was. Beckham. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the reason he couldn't play in the very final game of the season is because he's got because uh, of his Achilles. I believe the team they were playing the last of the season, Lorient. Yeah, I think it might have had a plastic pitch, right, which okay. meant he couldn't play. But bearing in mind he'd only been there five or six months. All his teammates gave him a great send off as if he'd been there for years. Mm. But when he got subbed off, all his teammates came up and hugged him. Mm. It was incredible. Left the it's like, it's like something I've never seen before. Um, he's only been there a short time, and it was almost like the PSG faithful felt it was their privilege to witness his last match. Yeah, because mm. you know, old Svenigans once said that he was the world's biggest sports personality. Right, okay. he was loved by so many people. Wherever he went, he was loved. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much that we could have talked about Beckham outside of football as well. But but that's not what the man's truly about. No. He loved playing football. Yeah. everyone loved. Beckham wherever no, he No question went. is work right. No, not, not at all. Yeah, I mean, Ferguson said he was the most dedicated player in training yeah. early on. Um, but everyone loved him and respected him as a man and a footballer wherever he went. Um, and he wasn't just some marketing machine. He was a top player. And everyone he played with recognised that and applauded that. Um, no other player has perhaps been universally loved quite the same way as Beckham, you could mm. argue. Um, and he was and is an institution. And for those of us who have witnessed his entire career from start to finish... It's been a real pleasure yeah. and a real, real yes. privilege. And and the fact that, of course, we're English and he's English as well just makes it that yeah. so much nicer. A guy with genuine technique as well. Yeah. Um, the goals and memories, performances, stories and joys um, that will all have those wonderful memories. He bows out with league titles to his name in England, Spain, America and France. Um, and he faced adversaries wherever he went and won them all over. And we will end with a quote. Who else from... Darius Vassell <laughs> he always used to say he wished he had my pace but I told him when you can pass a ball like that there's not much else you need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darius Vassell's pace there yeah, yeah. David Beckham Woo. comes in David Beckham OBE comes yeah. in the Dean Windows Hall of Fame we love Knighthood's just around the corner absolutely mm. this is very much seen as like the Golden Globes to the Oscars of the Knighthood you know? yeah, indeed <laughs> you ladies and gentlemen that is the end of, of the Football Ramble um, if you'd like to get in touch the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com get us on Twitter at Football Ramble and get us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Football Ramble there it is say goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Pete goodbye and say goodbye Luke bye see you next week gang Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.